0: Hello, this is Revel, and I'm in from Southern California, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. of weird introducing myself and not having somebody else come in, but I'm not alone. I have a special co-host again today, because we never know where Miss, uh, Miss Alyssa is going to be. <laughs> and I would like to introduce my new co-host for today, Miss Sunshine. And hi, Revel. Hi. And I think on, uh, you are shine, seven, uh, shine 72 on Raw Food Talk.
1: Yes, I am. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. So, where are you calling in from? I am calling in from hot and humid Georgia. What more can you ask for, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah, I could ask for less humidity. (laughs) That's why I am in sunny Southern California, because we do not have that humidity usually.
1: I know, I know.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I I know as of this particular taping, which who knows when this is going to get played, but as of this taping, it's. uh, you guys are having a uh, humidity, heat, humidity spell, huh?
1: Yes, we are. And the temperatures have been getting pretty high. They've been anywhere between 95 and 97. So that, coupled with the humidity, it's been making for lots of fun.
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's actually normal for the, for the south.
1: Yeah, but it hadn't been that way so much this summer. It's just now getting to be that way. And, mm-hmm. you know, you step outside and you're instantly drenched in sweat. No problem.
0: Well, you know what I think is funny is people here in Southern California complain about the heat. And I'm like, "Um, it's California. This is a desert. (laughs) What do you You expect? We truck water in here because it doesn't just be, it's not here naturally. We have to truck it in and and ship it in and and have things diverted. So we have water here. It's a desert. It's summer. It's supposed to be hot. And that's the way it is in Southeast. And they're talking about all this global warming and stuff. I'm like, no, no, summer, hot been this way. It's always been that
2: way.
1: (laughs) It's been this way. It was like this when we were in Georgia in 94, 95, and 96. Uh It was just as bad. And we were on the east coast of Georgia then, and it was still just as bad.
0: Yeah, and I I grew up in Connecticut, and even Connecticut is pretty pretty darn toasty in the summer.
1: New Jersey is the same thing. That's where I grew up. Yeah, yeah. So anyway,
0: how are you? How's, how's your uh, day going? Your day is like three hours ahead of mine.
1: Yeah, my day's going great. I just had a goji berry truffle, the goji cherry truffles. Are they good? So, they're so good. They're so good. I started a whole thread on Rafi to talk about how good they oh, are. You,
0: okay, you started that. And, and <laughs> yes, the, these you got from Alyssa, right?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, and, um, that's Alyssa's. I don't know Cohen. if you saw a while back on the thread, um, somebody from Alyssa's office had said, "Yes, we have these in, and Sunshine, we ordered extra just for you." <laughs> <'Cause> I, <laughs> because no. I'm a little bit addicted to the peppermint ones, so they Ooh. they were prepared.
0: Okay, so, so I guess I got to order some. I, I know, I think I won the shows. Alyssa came on and said she'd been eating some, or she told me before the show, or something that she was indulging.
1: They're so good. It okay. So good.
0: Well, I'm still waiting. And for I my have t-shirts. a name for the
1: peppermint truffles, but I don't know if you can really say them on the air. So,
0: <laughs> well, you can I'm... probably say it on the air. The only thing is, I know your ch- your children listen to this too. Yeah. So yeah. So if, it's if, if the
1: it's the three letter S word in a jar. How about that?
0: Three letter S word, as in Sam. You
1: know,
0: it Starts with S and ends with X.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because and everybody laughed at me when I told them this until I'd be like, here, try one. And then there, there's the, mm, oh, these are so good. And okay. I'm like, see, I
0: told you. <laughs> uh-huh, gotcha, okay. Exactly. Yeah. So you've got something special going on in your life. Uh, wh- how long have you been raw?
1: I've been raw since December 27, 2006, and loving every minute of it. It has completely and totally just changed everything in my life.
0: Now, I mean, when we say absolutely. raw to you, what does that mean? Are you are we that talking hundred
1: percent? Are we talking? We are like, talking hundred percent. No cooked food even comes into my house.
0: Okay, and that's that's been since December.
1: That's been well. No cooked food coming into the house has been since April first of this year. So from the end, yes, of this year, because that's when I took the kids hundred percent raw.
0: Okay, so before that, you were you were going? Uh, you were hundred percent, and then you took the kids, or how'd that work?
1: Um, I was letting the kids try what I was having as I was eating it. You know, if so they were like, "Mom, can I try that?" Sure, not a problem. Okay, you want to eat healthy? Twitch my arm, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> so, as <laughs> compared, tough. you know, the, the, the mom we want a happy meal, and I'd cringe, going, "No." Um, but um, no, but they wanted to try things, and um, my husband and I had really been discussing taking our son with autism onto a gluten-free, casein-free diet for. A long time before that because we had done it with him before and seen really good results. And, you know, it's expensive to do and it's void of nutrition. And I just wanted to really, you know, help my son, but help him in a way that he's also getting nutrients. And so I told my husband, you know, if I took him 100% raw. We'd have to do it as a family because we had to do gluten-free, casein-free as a family. Mm-hmm. And my husband said, fine, fine. Um, he was a little bit wary just because, um, you know, he's like, okay, I'm in the Army. What am I going to do? I was like, you're going to eat cooked food when you're at work, you know, lunch. That's sure. your perfect opportunity to eat whatever kind of crap you want to eat. <laughs> 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 I don't need to know about it. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've been doing it that way ever since. So, But before that, I was still having to cook dinner. I was still having to you know, do all the grocery shopping for them, too, and everything. And, I mean, I just did it. You do what you got to do.
0: Was there a challenge with you staying raw while while you were cooking for them?
1: Um, no. I, I did. I was so determined because I had so many issues going on that I really, I mean, I needed to be raw. Um, you know, I talk mostly, you know, on the challenges and stuff about, you know, I've lost this much weight, but I had other bigger issues to worry about than that were, you know, being affected because of my weight, um, that, you know, that was all the incentive I needed to stay raw. And I, you know, I mean, my oldest son, my taste tester for all the cooked food. So that way, I wouldn't even be tempted to try it, you yeah. know, saying, oh, I got to make sure it tastes good for my family. No, you don't. You, you point a taste tester. And um, <laughs> I just, you know, I, I just did it that way. There were a couple times at the beginning where... I, you know, not being conscious in the moment, I would go to pop something in my mouth, mm-hmm. and I'd catch it right before I did it, and i just literally let go and drop it, going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I almost ate that. But, um, you know, just because I wasn't meaning to eat it, Um, if I had intended to eat it, that would have been different.
0: What was but, your first impetus for going raw? Were you vegetarian pre- previous to that?
1: No. I had actually tried to go raw about two years ago. Um before this, I had seen um, Carol Alt on TV about her new book, and I'd seen Juliano before that, and I got their books, and I was trying to do it um, the way Carol Alt's book lines it out. And she's got some great recipes in that, the eating in the raw books, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: I found for me, you know, still eating the manna bread, the Ezekiel bread, and the raw cheeses and everything, I, I was I was getting more energy, I was starting to <laughs> feel a little bit better. But I was putting on more weight.
0: Wow, really? And the way she, the way you were going, but with hers.
1: Yes, with her I was problem. actually gaining weight, and I was like, "This isn't working for me because I did not need the scale to go up. I was already overweight." Um, and so I stopped it. And then we moved because um, my husband's military, so we move. Um, but um, and I just stopped everything, and so my weight really kept going up, and I was like, "This doesn't work." And we went home to my in-laws for Christmas and had all that good Southern cooking and, um, you know, down-home cooking, and I looked like a Macy's Day parade balloon. I was so swollen. It hurt. It literally hurt to be in my skin. Mm
2: -hmm. My
1: arms were so swollen,
2: Mm.
1: and um, I turned to my husband. We left the day after Christmas, and I turned to him in the car. I said, I'm going 100% raw vegan tomorrow, and I'm never looking back. And he's like, okay, do what you got to do. <laughs> Why, where did you know that was right? I just, I mean, I, I knew raw had to be good. I just, I intuitively, I just knew that. I mean, it's how we all started out. <laughs> you can't go wrong if you go back to the beginning. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't. I couldn't see it not working for me. I I can't explain it other than that. Every other diet I had tried, and I had tried quite a few, I could find something inherently wrong with each one of them. But 100% raw vegan, I couldn't. I couldn't find anything wrong with that. And I had the Patanko books. It's just at that time where we lived, I couldn't find anything like durian, and nobody knew who it was, or jackfruit or anything like that, and I'm sitting there going, you know, funny. people, I'm like, I don't know, it's a fruit. <laughs> you know, I'd ask the guy at Whole Foods up in Maryland, can you get this for me? What is it? I don't know, it's a fruit. You work in the produce section, you're supposed to know this better than I do. So, um... But uh I just and I went back to um the Raw family website and I kept seeing Alyssa's link and I had seen it there the first time I went raw and I kept going, Yeah, yeah, okay, just what I need another link. Yeah. And but I kept coming across it and kept coming across it and I finally bit the bullet one day and I pressed click and I saw the D V D in the book and I'm like, Okay, she's got a DVD to go with it too. I can do that. Visual I can do. And I got it and I watched the D V D before I read the book and the kids watched it with me and they were like Mom, this is just like Food Network only better. (laughs) And, I mean, it was just... Then I was like, okay, I can do that. And, I mean, I did some things to help me out because I didn't have my dehydrator it was in storage. I didn't have my food processor it was in storage. So I ordered, like, the Revolution box at the beginning just to help me out a little until I knew I was going up to storage to get a couple things out and have the rest moved down to where we were. I did it that way. So for a you just did you it know, without the uh, The, vibrator, uh, the food processor. Yeah, I did end up Biting the bullet and going and getting I think at the PX it was like $25 was a really food processor. I did bite the bullet after a few weeks I think it was like a month into it I bit the bullet and got my food processor But before that all I had was my Vitamix And my knife and my cutting board There you go, we'll be back in a moment
0: You're listening to Rockin' Radio. If you have questions, comments, or something you'd like to throw into our blender, contact Alyssa or Revel at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. That's spillyourbeans, one word, at rockinradio.com. this is revel we're back with rockin radio please take the time to check out my websites revelations.com where you can sign up for some of my sometimes weekly revelations find out about my teleclasses or my books revolutionize your life in 30 days a self-empowering playbook and smoothies and smoothies for life and also books i recommend from amazon and more To find my podcast, including this one, you can go to revel.com. That's R-E, two visas and victory, E-L-L.com. And we're working on another site, rawretreat.com, where we'll be listing all the places you can find raw retreats, other raw happenings, products I and maybe others recommend, best sites, best raw sites around, and more. I've got a couple other podcasts uh, starting, and we'll let you know about those as we get them running. My uh, co host today, actually, she's sort of like my interviewee. The first time I have somebody on as a co host, I have to have uh, let let everybody know who they are and why they're qualified to even be on this show. (laughs) (laughs) And and so we have Shine72 from the Raw Food Talk Board, otherwise known as Miss Sunshine. And we were talking about how she got started uh, on the Raw Road to Health. And now I don't I, you kind of glossed over this, but I'm going to kind of put you on the spot. You said there were other reasons besides weight. Do you feel to talk
1: about those? Cuz I, I Oh, know. I'm fine. Okay. Um yeah, I <laughs> I had some scary things going on. At first, I thought I might have diabetes because I had all the symptoms. And I went and I got tested for it. I had the fasting glucose done. They're like, actually your blood sugars are too low. And I'm like, okay, whatever, but why am I having all these issues? And then I started having chest pain, severe chest pain. Um, I had one so bad one day that I went to lay down, and I told my oldest son, you know, mom mom needs to go lay down. You need to be in charge for a little bit. Um, he was, you know, I think he had, wasn't even 11 yet at the time. And I went and I laid down for a little bit, and I... Um, I was scared. I was scared I was going to have to have my kid call 911 uh-huh. and freak him out and traumatize my other two. And um, I was waking up in the middle of the night unable to breathe. Um, not where I would wake up and couldn't breathe, but my lack of breathing woke me up. Uh-huh. And then I would be panicked to fall back to sleep because well, I don't know what kind of care he's going to need in the future. But I know that I'm gonna need to be there to help him I can't just disappear because I didn't you know take care of myself
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and um, so and I just I had I had severe bloating move I couldn't you know I could only lay a certain way on the bed with my head a certain way and my body a certain way I mean it was it was just awful and I haven't had any of that since I went raw. I mean nothing so go
0: go ahead After after you went raw now you went immediately
1: 100%. I went from eating, I mean, we had picked up KFC or something on the way home that day from my in-laws to 100% raw vegan the next day.
0: And was it a, a progression when all the symptoms left? Was it a progression like certain things left at a certain time? Did you journal this or did it like all of a sudden you just woke up one morning and you're, you're feeling better?
1: You know, I didn't journal. I I wish I had now because there are times like now where I'm saying stuff and then I'll remember later. Oh yeah, and there was that, and I forgot it. Yeah. Um, just because I feel so much better now. But I didn't. You know, I'm hard headed. I didn't listen to all the things that said you should journal because you'll forget. You will. Um, and um, but I did. I mean, I went through pretty decent detox at the beginning, so I was getting the headaches, but it was more the caffeine withdrawal
2: mm-hmm.
1: type headaches because I was I could drink cup you know 2 to 3 2 liter bottles in a day no problem wow. um before that yes i was very addicted to caffeine and the sodas and the sugar and everything and um so i did have some some pretty decent headaches going on i had days where all i could do was sleep i had um i broke out a lot i got a lot of pimples and it's funny because it for the first time in my life i was happy that i had pimples mhm I actually started a th- I don't know if I started a thread or put it in one of the challenges or something um, at the beginning. And I, I said something about, I am celebrating my pimples. And I had people come on and say, well, good for you because I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I <laughs> but can I knew it that. was my body taking care of what it needed to take care of, and that's why I was celebrating it so much mm-hmm. because my body was doing what it needed to do to make me healthy. And I was all for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I tell people, whether it gets through to them or not, to celebrate that your body is doing what it's supposed to do. Exactly. Yeah. Now, you've got three children. Yes, I do. And the middle one is autistic?
1: Yes, he is. How how
0: old are your children now?
1: My oldest is 11. Um, My middle is 10. And my daughter will be 8 next month.
0: Wow. And they're all raw.
1: They're all 100% raw. They love it. My daughter complains every once in a while. She's been really cute about it because she's, I keep telling my husband, you know, the boys didn't do this. The whole when I grow up thing, and he's like, yeah, because that's a girl thing, honey. Me and my brothers didn't do it either. I'm like, okay. (laughs) But she says, when I grow up, I think I'm going to, my house is going to be half raw and half cooked. And I told her, That's fine when you're in your own house, but for right now, and she's like, oh, right now I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) How cute is that? (laughs) So, you know, but if somebody mentions a restaurant or somebody mentions a specific type of food that she likes, she'll get all excited and her eyes will light up and I'll look at her and say, you can have the raw version of that, honey.
2: (laughs) Oh, how does she respond to that?
1: She's like, fine. she It's funny because I thought she would be the easiest one uh-huh. with raw and staying raw and not caring about cooked food because she was always my big fruit and veggie eater anyway. And she's been the one that protests the most now. you know. And she doesn't really protest. She just gets excited about cooked food still.
0: Yeah, so I, got, I, don't, I don't
1: think I'd really call that a protest, but she's got I got a really little monkey didn't expect mind. that from her.
0: Yeah, she's got a little monkey mind thing going on. Yeah, yeah. The little monkey mind is just jumping in, going, yeah, yeah I like, got like
2: food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that
0: phrase, by the way. <laughs> monkey mind. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. It's a little chitter chatter. Exactly. You know, you go, okay, I, I, I got your word. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I have, and having spoken with Gingy a few times, she's going through that with her. I believe it was her oldest daughter. Raven. um, Yeah, I was kind of rebelling about against uh, eating raw the time and stuff. And, you know, I mean, I did that because when I was a kid, my mother was the one who introduced me to better foods. And she used to make cookies without sugar. And exactly. actually, she made sure she made cookies without any kind of sweetening. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, "This is a cookie?" <laughs> well, it was funny because she had some of her very old friends come over one time. Of course, when you're a kid, everybody's very old. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was probably God, I think in her maybe my age at that time and yeah. maybe even older, And she had her friends over, and she had made some cookies. And it was funny because I was in the kitchen watching them sit around the table and they're they're looking at these good looking cookies and they take a bite and they hide them in their napkin. (laughs) And I asked her later, I said, Ma, I said, didn't you sweeten the cookies? And she says, well, yeah, I put raisins in them.
1: Oh my goodness. Um,
0: That's mom, you really have to put something honey or something. In exactly.
1: <laughs> Just people have See, my no mom clue. was vegetarian when I was younger. Really? So I was. And then um she met my dad and he's a big meat and potatoes guy, big Italian man, you know. Gotta mm-hmm. have my pasta and my meat and my potatoes and my meatballs and, you know, the spoon to go with it and everything. Yeah. And um, and I, I I, said to her for years growing up, every now and again, I'd be like, Mom, why can't we go back to eating the way we did? I'm not going to make two separate meals. And I understand the theory behind that. I do. It's a lot of time and effort that way. Because mm-hmm. um, I know it wasn't exactly fun when I was doing it for my family. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I would just be like, Mom, why can't we go back to eating this way? Why do we have to eat this?
0: Well, my mother was into "quote unquote" health, but she went with the uh, the Prevention Magazine way of doing it, and they were still into eating meat. Yes, yeah. I was the one who who was vegetarian and yeah. who wanted to be vegetarian, didn't have any idea and you know any clue about what that really meant. But I was the one. I was a salad eater, and uh, I didn't go vegetarian until eighty six. But I started in seventy seven. It took me that long, and then I I met somebody and. He showed me what it was like, how how to go about it, and he introduced me to Whole Foods. I had no clue whatsoever. I just knew that intuitively, that vegetarian was a way to go for me.
1: Yeah,
0: and so I've been. Vegetarian. Iceberg was
1: the lettuce, right? That was it. Yeah, that's what we had: iceberg and mayonnaise.
0: You know, My, and some yep. some. Uh, let me see. Some tomatoes, iceberg. I think occasionally we'd get some chopped cucumbers in there, but it was basically yeah, iceberg lettuce and mayonnaise. And that was vegetarian. (laughs) Yuck. Okay, so we're going to have to talk about your child, especially your little autistic child, because I think I had mentioned in a note to you that you should be doing a podcast on on Did you see
1: my note back to you? I don't think so. I said if you'd like to walk me through, I have no qualms doing it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll walk you
0: through it. But what, what you need to do is because you've got such a great... A great thing going, and I know a couple other people, um, Pam is putting together something where she's talking to schools about nutrition and autism. Uh, we've got other people who are talking about being able to help get grants for these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's if anybody can find something which will help these children. And another thing I just, um, uh, I'm going to do an interview with a, a gentleman named Michael. I believe his last name is Anderson, and um, he put together a film called Eating. Mm -hmm. And he sent me a copy. I'm going to do an interview with him. And even though as much as I know about nutrition, I didn't know how much it really, really does affect us. And so um, we're going to talk about uh, nutrition and autism when we come back. You're listening to Rockin' Radio. If you have questions, comments, or something you'd like to throw into our blender, contact Alyssa or Revel at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. That's spillyourbeans, one word, at rockinradio.com. This is Revel. We're back with Rockin' Radio. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, go to myspace.com/slash rockin' radio and become a friend. Uh, we're here with Sunshine or Shine72 from the Raw Food Talk Board. And Alyssa Cohen is out and about, and we did this as a backup because we never know when uh, you know we might plan that she's going to do a show, and then all of a sudden she's out of town doing who knows what. <laughs> it's always a surprise when she comes back and tells me things she's done. But anyway, uh, Alyssa is my usual co-host on here, and you can contact her at com. That's A-L-I-S-S-A, one L, two S's, A-L-I-S-S-A, Cohen, dot com, And you can get her book and... DVDs there that uh, Shine had mentioned. They, I mean, her book is amazing, isn't it?
1: It is. It really is. Oh my god! And every time I read it, I get something new from it.
0: Yeah, yes. it's just packed with anything you could want to know about being raw. If you've gotten it and you've read it once, read it again. If you've not gotten it and you're interested in doing raw food, and I'm not saying this because she's my partner. She's my partner because she is so friggin' good at what she does. She makes it so easy. Yeah, she, she makes, makes it too easy. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, and you, if you're going to get the book, get the DVDs because the DVDs show you how easy it is to prepare raw foods. And as I've suggested many times, take two days, two or three hours, two days a week, like I, I usually do on Sundays and sometimes Wednesday or Thursday, and make up a few entrees, stick them in the refrigerator so you'll have something. And of course, as our friend Lucy says, Green smoothies. Exactly. <laughs> now, we we want I want to talk to you about your son, because this is a little special case compared to most of us who are adults. Your son is autistic. Yes. What exactly does that mean? Explain that to people who have no idea what autism actually is.
1: Okay. Now, autism is a neurobiological disorder. Um, they say there's no known cause. Um, I have my own take on that.
0: What is your take um, on that?
1: My take on that is I think um, for my son, they had me vaccinate him when he had a fever. And it was when I was still young and dumb and trusting whatever the doctor told me. And um, and it was an Army doctor. And I really, I don't blame him. I don't really think he knew the no. implications of what that would do.
0: No, I, I agree with you. But let me Let me ask you this, though. You've been in touch with a lot of other women now who whose children have autism, have have they come to that conclusion as well, or is that a theory that they've come to? Some
1: or? yes and some no. I have been in contact. There's a woman that I knew in Maryland who had three children. All of them are autistic. Wow. The first two she had vaccinated. The third one she purposefully did not to see if it would make a difference, and that child was autistic.
2: Hmm. But,
1: um... I, and I do believe it's genetic in some cases, but it is an epidemic in this country. One in 150 children has autism. Three out four of them are boys. There is no such thing as a genetic epidemic. No.
0: That's interesting.
1: so. The whole, you know, it's genetics theory is a bunch of bunk in my book.
0: Now, are there ver- <laughs> there's various levels of autism? Correct.
1: Yes, there's um, mild, moderate, and severe. Um, I'm very fortunate. My son's um mild he has mild autism um
0: what does that so mean
1: it means that basically it's the severity of of the of how much they're affected mm-hmm. um so i was lucky i mean my son didn't speak for a while but i did get early intervention services i went halfway across the world i left my husband in japan and came back to the states to get him you know applied behavioral analysis um so he is speaking now. Um, he's speaking so much more now that he's raw. It's scary. it's it's funny when you turn around one day and you actually hear what you just said and you just told your autistic child to shut up because be quiet, hush, and everything else just did not work.
2: <laughs> and shut then you works. feel really
1: bad but you, that you said that to your kid, but at the same time you're jumping for joy saying, I just had to tell my autistic child to shut up.
0: <laughs> so... Um, Now, what are are symptoms if a a parent has a child? Are there any specific symptoms they should look for or if they see them that they will know that their child is autistic?
1: Um, Any either lack of speech or regression in speech because Justin did have some words before he lost them completely. Um, Lack of eye contact is huge. Um, I know with my son, we thought he was losing his hearing because he wouldn't look at you when you spoke to him, and you could we did the pots and pangs pots and pans banging him next to his ear, mm-hmm. and he didn't even turn wow, and so we thought he was going deaf. that's how we first started getting you know the evaluations done. Um, I didn't know it at the time until we were going through the evaluation process, but apparently lack of pointing is a big thing if a child doesn't point or direct you to what they want especially if they just scream and you're sitting there pulling out 5 million things from the coverage going is this what you want is this what you want is this what you want you know and so it basically, goes beyond your typical temper tantrum. Well let me let me ask
0: you this then so what happens is they regress within themselves? Yes. So that nothing they don't do they don't go out they don't point out they don't no. hear out
1: they don't there's no I mean, they hear, but it might not register if they do hear. Yeah. And if they're not paying attention to you, it's just like, you know, how you joke about somebody having selective hearing? Yes. Because that's what I joked about him. I was like, oh, he'll hear you when he wants to. He's got selective hearing. I really didn't know what was going on at the time. Right. And, I mean, this was in 99 that we noticed the delays. And, I mean, at that time, when the first um, in 2000 is actually when they mentioned that he might have autism to me. And at that time... There was nothing where I was in Japan that was, you know, saying anything other than, you know, good luck. You're just screwed for the rest of your life, mourn the loss of your child, and you're probably going to have to, you know, institutionalize them at some point possibly. Now, in and, Japan, um, let
0: me ask you this. In Japan, is it as, as prevalent in Japan as it is here?
1: No, because in Japan, they do the vaccines the way they used to do them when I was a child. They are spread out. They are not done until the child is two years old. Those are the way it was done in my medical records because I had, you know, I still had my Army medical records from when I was in the military. Mm -hmm. And they go all the way back to when you were a baby to see what your vaccines are and everything. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that the vaccines that my son got, A, I'd got on separate dates, not all together. And B, I wasn't you know it wasn't all before i was 2 it wasn't i wasn't 2 until the major one started so um there's there was a study done um by the cdc and come to find out these kids are getting before the age of 2 more mercury than is you know authorized for an adult i wonder but yet if it's not supposed to impair their cognitive ability
0: i'm wondering if that now you're mentioning mercury and they've been using this silver stuff in our teeth. And I'm wondering if that also affects, like you were saying, the two children in this one family have been vaccinated, but the other one hasn't. I wonder how much mercury this woman has in her body from her, from the amalgam. You know,
1: I don't know. I just, because I, I just have, I mean, I have amalgam fillings. Yeah. Also. But my other two children, you know, my first child got vaccinated the same as my second. Um. But he didn't have a fever any of the time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so I think for him, because if your immune system is already compromised, and when you have a fever, your immune system is compromised. Sure. That it, I think it makes a difference.
2: Yeah. And then my
1: daughter, once I had done all the research um, for my son, my daughter, he hasn't had any more vaccine vaccinations since then. Okay. So, and I mean, and you have, and I'm a homeschooler, so it doesn't really affect anything as far as school goes and, you know, my husband is in the military, but he had decided that, you know, he will limit, you know, he limits, it limits his options as far as to where he can go Mm -hmm. and having a child that's in the Exceptional Family Member Program limits where he can go and he's cool with that.
0: (laughs) Actually, I can imagine.
1: Yeah, he, he'll do anything he has to do for our son. I mean, he's amazing.
0: Well, yeah, and it sounds very like. Close. You know, from what you've said too, it sounds like your son is amazing.
1: What it's What else really has amazing.
0: been affected? Just Just real quickly, I've only got a um, couple minutes.
1: What else? He's talking all the time. Better eye contact. He's being funny. He'll make a joke. He'll you know say something and then laugh like aha! I just you know I picked at you or something. <laughs> um, he's doing Excel spreadsheets his armies for their tabletop games that they play. He's this is, this more, is your son, documents. Justin.
0: This is your he's son, what, Justin, who's doing this.
1: He's doing this all on his own. Nobody taught him how. Amazing. He's reading now, and he would never let me teach him how to read. He would ask me what a word is here and there, but that was the extent of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And now he's sitting there reading to me. There's um, these things called codexes for their tabletop games, and he was reading to me all about the Eldar last night. Wow. While I was at the computer, so wow. I mean, he's just. And he's amazing. been he's
0: been yeah. raw how long?
1: Since April 1st of this year.
0: Wow, and this is August. We're in the middle of August. Yeah, so
1: four months later, and some of these things we were actually seeing within the first 30 days. I don't have the list in front of me, but I know like the more eye contact, um, he's enunciating more. Like if you don't understand him, you can tell him, "I didn't understand you. Say it better." Until and he'll actually enunciate the word to make sure that you understand him because now he wants to be heard and he wants to be understood
0: wow that that is impressive Now we've only got a minute left, but there's something you brought up during the uh break, so I'm giving you thirty seconds to tell us about it.
1: okay. I am working with someone to get um an actual raw retreat for families affected by autism up and running. um I don't know where it's gonna be yet or when but um, I have the vision for it. I have the scope of how I want the building to be. I'd like to be able to have horse therapy in there and, you know, dog um, companion animals there and sensory walls along the hallways and murals. And, I mean, it's going to be fabulous. So, And it'll be teaching these families how they can affect their child with a raw living foods diet.
0: Oh, wow. Everybody's got some great plans. Thank you, Sunshine. I appreciate your time. Give uh, Justin and the kids a hug for me.
1: Not a problem.
0: And how can they contact you on this?
1: Um, You can reach me at www.raughtism.com or www.sunshineb72 at yahoo.com.
2: Thank
0: you. Good luck to you.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having
0: me. You're welcome. I'll see you on the board.
2: This is Rebel saying
0: goodbye. We've got to uh, run. Uh, Remember to always revel in life and play with your food. Excuse me. Bye for now.